Hello, and my name is Pete Rushmer, and I'm your host today of A Half Dozen Things podcast. A Half Dozen Things is a podcast for business owners just like you. Whether you're an underdog hungry for success, or you're already smashing it, but want to continue to level up, we are here each week for you to get insight and learning from the very best in the business. No fluff, no BS, and no self-proclaimed gurus talking about how easy business or life is. As we always say on the introduction to these podcasts now, the red light is rolling. So um, welcome to Half a Dozen Things. Uh, my name's Mike Vickers and I'm the host and uh, the uh, I'm, I'm both the uh, interviewer and the interviewee today uh, on this special uh, Half a Dozen Things um Broadcast. Um, you'll notice. You may notice the the absence of Pete. Pete uh, is is uh, has allowed me a free reign to do a special, and I can call it a special because Pete's not here to tell me off. So it is a half a dozen things special, and I'm your host, Mike Vickers, and I'm a part of the uh, the team at Flagship. And uh, you may have uh, may recognise my 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 voice or my my. Uh, I've got a great voice for radio, of course. Uh, um, you may have uh, may have noticed that on on our Fleet Geeks podcast. So I'm one of the fleets in the Fleet Geek. So um, Pete asked me along today to talk uh, about a subject that I think is very close uh, to everybody's heart in the fleet world. Um, we are particular. Um, you know, it's a bit cliched. I don't want to come across as being too cliched here, but uh, we at Flagship Partners, uh, we, we do pride ourselves on our, how close we are to road safety and how close it is to our to our hearts. It's what kind of, you know, drives uh, drives us on. I think we all share. That's one of the values that we, that we all share. Um, so when it comes to looking after people on the road who may be more vulnerable than we are in big trucks and buses and things, and um, I think it's only natural. I think to me, it's a very natural thing to want to look after somebody who's slightly more. Funny. And I think we're all like that. Uh, if we if we were doing, digging deep enough, we're all uh, like that um, in terms of looking after those people that are you know are, are in a more vulnerable position than we are. Um, so when we translate that to the way we use the highways, um, it, it is no surprise. I mean, many of you will have, have heard the news or have seen uh articles in fact we've done we've done podcasts on it ourselves about the, the the recent changes to the highway code uh which brought in this hierarchy of road users now it to me there was nothing really very shocking in that at all because isn't that what we've always done we've always looked after you know the the the, 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 the vehicle or the type of road user that is more vulnerable than we are um, so it's not really for me, it wasn't really a, a major sea change, but clearly it is. And clearly it's talked about a lot in the industry. Um, and, and it's a, you know, it is a cycle, you know, it's a psychological change from from way we previously thought about things uh, when it comes to operating heavy goods vehicles or a bit larger vehicles, vans included, even cars um, on, on our uh, you know, streets of our towns and cities. So, um that's what I'm going to talk about, vulnerable road users today. And uh, in true half a dozen things fashion, uh, I picked out six um, areas, I believe, I think that fleets should be looking at uh, when it comes to um, what they can do to promote the safety of those vulnerable road users and, and, and how that will translate to the drivers. Because at, at the end of the day, it's not just about protecting the vulnerable road user it's it's uh, 
you don't need to be a genius to work out if, for example, a truck and a, and a cycle come together or if a truck and a, a pedestrian come together, there's only really going to be one winner. Um, but in fact, we're all losers. We're all losers. I've seen uh, firsthand the devastating consequences of um, a, a driver of vehicles and drivers and, and operators that have been involved um, with, uh, you know, a serious accident or fatality even uh, involving um, vulnerable road users. So we're all losers, um, you know, and in, in some ways, um, and, you know, you have to choose your words carefully here. So as not to upset or offend, but in all, you know, in all circumstances, nobody sets out in the morning, uh, unless you want to commit an act of murder and it's premeditated, nobody sets out in the morning in a truck to kill somebody or end up with somebody dead. So, so without offending or, or, or upsetting people, we're all victims. They're all victims. It's not just that the, the person whose uh, life has been lost or seriously you know, injured. It's, it's also the person that has to live uh, and the people. And, and one of the things I always make sure that I uh, it's an interesting little uh, um, uh, piece of data that I picked up uh, a, a little while ago. I'm not sure where it came from. I have to be honest, but um I can, I, it doesn't really matter because you can you can absolutely see it that um, a fatal road traffic collision affects 500 people uh, and uh, you know we call it the tip of the iceberg isn't it so you know the 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 occasion of a a, a, a very serious or fatal road traffic collision um, it's uh, you know sadly it's part and parcel of everyday life and we we, we see the aftermath on the roads and uh, you know the emergency services come along and they do a you know, fantastic job of looking after the people and uh, investigating and uh, clearing, making the road safe again. Um, so we see that and then it's gone the next day. It's, you know, and sadly it's yesterday's news, but for some people it, it's not yesterday's news. It's a lifetime of, of, of lost pain and anguish. And you know, that you've also got to consider the other people that are affected, friends, family, colleagues, um, you, you know, the, the emergency services, the, the, the coroner's courts, the magistrates courts, all of these people that come into contact with that fatal road traffic collision. Uh, and the estimate is that that's up to 500 people every single time that happens. So um, it, it is a very, very important subject. So as I say, in true half a dozen things fashion, then uh, let me crack on with my number one. Um, my number one for message for fleets uh, in terms of their uh, vulnerable road users is, um, is, is identify your risk. Look at vulnerable road users as um, as any other risk assessment, it's it, it's a it's a it's a hazard. It's got the potential to cause harm. Um, not saying the vulnerable road users themselves are going to cause harm, but the, the the occasion of driving into a town or a city or you know even around the around the rural roads um, and coming into conflict with a vulnerable road user um, has that uh, potential to cause harm. So um, look at it like any other risk assessment. Look at your exposure as a fleet to uh, to vulnerable road users and then look at the risks, what's the likelihood and consequences of uh, coming into contact with vulnerable road users. So, um, and I think also, whilst these schemes are extremely good in, you know, they, they work in uh, fairly different ways, but um, if you're a fleet that is um, primarily involved, you know, you're delivering into London, so your vehicles are all DVS compliant, et cetera, et cetera. You may be Fords registered, you may even be clocks, um, operators, um, recognised operators. You know, you might be operating to what you believe is a really 
high standard, but don't just rely on those standards alone as standalones to to um, to to try to risk assess um, your interaction with vulnerable road users. So, um, you know, have a look at the the, the risks that you you expose your drivers to and your vehicles to on a day-to-day basis when it comes to vulnerable road users and uh, you know like any other risk assessment try to uh, you know, manage that risk to the lowest uh, practical level uh, which is what something we love saying doesn't we, don't we in this uh, in this world so identify your risks is, is number one uh, number two do you have a policy when it comes to vulnerable road users now We've got policies for all sorts of things in our business, haven't we? In our industry, we, we look for policies for, you know, for practically everything. And what, why, you know, why shouldn't we have a policy for uh, vulnerable road users? Now, you might say, well, okay, what, what, how, what does a policy look like for vulnerable road users? We could start off by looking at what's your policy regarding having done your risk assessment. What's your policy regarding, let's say, for example, vehicle specification? Um, do you have a standard one-size-fits-all vehicle specification? Um, so every time you order a new vehicle, buy a second-hand vehicle, um, you know, do you fit uh, cameras? What, what, you know, what's the process for fitting cameras, audible warnings, and, and, and that type of thing? So that's where you can start your policy uh, off um, in terms of you know the, the the hardware. Look at the look, you know when you're looking at any policy you, in our world, you look at the the, the, the driver. Um, so look at the driver. Look at the look at. Um, we'll talk about training in a minute. But look at look at how you would set up a driver in terms of coming into your operation and making them aware of those risks that um, you've identified uh, with vulnerable road users. Um, so how do we make you know a, a, a policy for the driver, policy for the vehicle, how to make the vehicle safe or safer, cameras, audible warnings, whatever it might be that you choose to to go down. Um, and then, you know, look at the environment that you're operating in, um, in terms of, what, you know, what, what's the mix and how do you sort of sort out what your urban, interurban, that kind of uh, journeys are. So look at your, uh, look at your, uh, look at putting that together in a, in, in a form of a policy that everybody can, you know, it goes up, policies go upwards. As, I always believe policies go upwards as well as downwards. So you've got to get everybody in the business right from the managing director, right one of a better word i'm not going to say down to the drivers because obviously anything uh you know that it's drivers are, are obviously at the top of the tree they always have been uh of any business or at least they should be but you, you know what i'm saying you have to have it uh across the whole of the uh of the business um so number one identify your risks number two draw up a policy or or, or outline a policy for uh your vulnerable ages is how you're gonna you know tackle those risks um then think the third one, probably from my point of view as a trainer, would be um, the awareness for drivers without a shadow of a doubt, uh, awareness of vulnerable road users. So vulnerable road users, for, before we even go anywhere else with vulnerable road users, we need to know who they are um, and why they're vulnerable. You know, what makes them vulnerable? Let's let's look at life through somebody else's eyes and in somebody else's shoes. Uh, what makes somebody want to get on a, a push bike and, and cycle, you know, six, seven miles into work every day um, in, the, in all weathers, pouring rain, et cetera, et cetera. What, you know, why aren't people who are walking around the high street and crossing roads, why aren't they uh, focused on, on crossing the roads? Why aren't they, um, you know, why are they staring at the phone screen, et cetera, et cetera? So 
Um, we have to understand why they're vulnerable and, and what makes them vulnerable. That we don't, we, you know, if we, we look at life in general through our own eyes, we never get a clear picture, do we, of, of what other people's uh, motivations are. Um, so making making people aware that, number one, who the vulnerable road users are, we can pick up the obvious bunches there. We can, but we, we've got to be very, very careful with drivers because when we do uh, driver training um, with vulnerable road users, they tend to sort of think, well, this is another course about cyclists. Well, um, actually, I look into some interesting statistics earlier in, and I'm just going to look at my notes because I can't remember these things off the top of my head, but in 2016, um, in terms of accidents involving heavy goods vehicles, in 2016, um, out of the 463 uh, fatalities through, throughout that year involving vulnerable road users and heavy goods vehicles, uh, 40% of those 463, I'm not even going to attempt to do the maths, but yeah, you are a bit over 200, isn't it? Um, 40% of, uh, of those were actually pedestrians. So, you know, they, they are in the most vulnerable group when it comes to heavy goods vehicles. And that is almost... You know, always um, it, it, it pedestrians hit. You know, while they're crossing the road. So, and drivers, it, it, and that generally is with blind spots, with with vehicles being tall and high. People crawl under. You know, cries and crawl under. People sneak underneath the uh, the driver's vision. Hence, we've had since two thousand and twelve. We've had the, uh, the the various mirrors that are now uh, standard on on heavy goods vehicles. So, forty uh, percent were pedestrians. Uh, 38% motorcyclists and 21% of pedal cyclists. So, um, you know, don't just automatically assume that a vulnerable road user is a cyclist. Yes, they are in a very vulnerable group. Uh, and quite often the conflict, the headlines are between a cyclist and a, and a, and a, and a HGV. That tends to be what most people think. Uh, if we were playing word association, you'd say, um, you know, vulnerable road user, heavy goods vehicle, the next word out your mouth will be cyclist. Well, it, it clearly isn't. You know, we, we've got to look at other vulnerable road users as well. Um, so, uh, uh, you know, for, in terms of awareness for drivers, identify them, why they're vulnerable. Try to, you know, see things from 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 their point of view and then um, sort of build that, um, you know, what awareness into uh, in, into actual actions that we can take or tools um, in our, our sort of driving armory that we can build into our everyday lives to uh, everyday driving lives to help us avoid that conflict with heavy uh, with uh, between heavy goods vehicles and vulnerable road users. Now the, I, I referred to earlier the hierarchy of road users, so uh, you know that kind of was, for me is just formalised. I think what we certainly for myself you know always sort of thought, um, but the hierarchy of road users sort of looks at. Hi, it's Pete from Flagship Partners. We're proud to sponsor a Half Dozen Things podcast. Flagship Partners help their clients become safer, greener and greater through a range of consultancy and training services. We offer audits through to risk assessments, contracts through to support with managing your culture, all the way from mandatory training through to management training as well. So if you need any support, please do get in touch with Flagship Partners today. The responsibility being on the, the vehicles that can do the most harm. Um, and, and so where that practically has made a difference is, uh, I think the most contentious change to the highway code was this notion that if we're turning into a side street from a main road, that we give way to pedestrians already crossing the road. So um, 
you know, what 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 else are we going to do? Run them over then, or you know, what 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 what, what do we used to do? <laughs> um, it, it, I, I kind of think that most good drivers, most aware drivers, will have already been doing something very very similar um, to that themselves. So, um, it, I think the, the awareness comes down to the, the 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 way they drive, the methods that they deploy when they're in. In the, uh, in the in the cities and towns where you're likely to come across a high concentration of vulnerable road users um, there is a, a video that we use on uh, on a training course and it's quite a famous internet clip it's, it's become famous over over the years and it's um, it, it involves a, a sort of um, cyclist head cam footage of a coming together between a HGV and a cyclist. Uh, and it's on a it's on a place called Chain Walk, which is sort of on the Chelsea sort of side of the embankment in London. And um, it, 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 it's, it's a great video because it's it's um, for people to... We've got to be careful. We don't just look purely at blame in terms of liability. But we what I get the delegates to do is have a look at this incident and look at it from lots and lots of different angles in not not physical angle but look at it lots and lots of different lots of different viewpoints um not trying to portion blame but what went wrong why did this cycle now it's not it's not a horror movie i'll come to that in a minute uh, when it comes to talking to drivers about vulnerable road users it's not a horror movie it, it, it actually ends up well reasonably well um the the the, the hgv and it's a it's a 13.6 meter trailer arctic it's it kisses the the cyclist and literally the cyclist has a bit of a wobble uh, and then there's an altercation between the cyclist and the and the uh, the driver but essentially no one's no one's injured um i want that guy's lottery number though that day um because he probably when you see if you ever see the footage it's he's the luckiest guy in the in the world um but um the the purpose of that um footage is, as I say, not to try to apportion to blame, but to try to get drivers, the delegates in the room, to think about what what went wrong, what could we have done, what is there potentially that, that is that is at play there. And I think um, I've done this course many times, and I think I, I it only once, uh, and it wasn't so long ago, um, the guy that gets out of the cab, uh, essentially, this is because, let's say, it's in the embankment in London, the guy that gets out of the cab um, is clearly not a local, clearly not a Londoner, clearly not even, you know, his, his accent is, is very, very Midlands. All right. <laughs> I'm sorry if I've offended anybody from the Midlands there. Do my little bit of all right. Um, and it, it clearly, so remember one delegate said, I think I know what part of the problem could be there. And, and this spoiler alert, if you ever come on the course and see it. Um, and this guy said, "The guy's not local, is he? Is he you know, how 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 often does he drive in London? Anybody? This this guy who was on the course was clearly a Londoner, uh, and uh, he said, you know, we all know that if yeah, we, it, we can predict what cyclists are going to do because we're about with them every, you know, all, all day, every day. And this this guy will probably, you know, who knows? That could have been his first team. He clearly was an experienced driver. That's that's you know, I'm not not saying the guy was a novice or anything, but you know, how many times has he driven?" uh in london and how often is he exposed to to that and um it, yeah, that was just an interesting thought if, if that guy would have been more aware of vulnerable road users and why that you know why they do what they do and why they are what they are 
um, you know, he may that may that incident may have been prevented. Um, so, yeah, again, without trying to sell that turn this into a, a, a sales pitch, as it were, um, you know, um, vulnerable road users, great driver CPC course. It, it's it's obviously it, it, I think, you know, lots and lots of driver CPC courses add value. I'm a big proponent of of, um, of driver CPC courses, but that one in particular could save somebody's life, you know, and it could it could save somebody's life and it can also save somebody's from a life of anguish and, 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 you know, hassle and all the rest of it. Um, so great, great, uh, great course. And I, I thoroughly recommend, um, even, even if you, you don't, which I can't think why you wouldn't, but if you don't choose flagship partners for that, um, you know, it's definitely a course that, uh, that is well worth doing, but ours is, is, is really, really good. I'm going to, I'm going to say that. Aren't I? Uh, right. Positive messaging then. Um, I mentioned it, uh, alluded to it a little while ago. Um, Positive messaging. Uh, it's very, very tempting to say to drivers, right, vulnerable road users, driver bad, vulnerable road users good, and driver bad, you're going to end up in prison, you're going to end up with a big fine, and the world's you know going to be a terrible, terrible place. Um, I think we, and I know there's a bit of a, there's a bit of a, you know, a, a sea change in, in health and safety training these days. I mean, once upon a time, health and safety training was simply you sat down, you watched a load of videos about people getting squished and squashed and falling off ladders and getting electrocuted. And it was like a horror show. And uh, the idea was that well, that would shock you, in, no pun intended, that would shock you into uh, into not doing what the poor person on the video was 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 doing so um i think we've got to change that i think we've got to change the messaging when it comes to vulnerable road users we'll start talking positively instead of negatively um the, you know how to avoid those kind of outcomes um not not threatening people you know i think that that, that sort of notion about this um you know if you don't do this you will end up in prison and if you do that you i think we've just got to be more positive with the messaging very careful how we put this across. Um, don't just, you know, don't, don't just sort of just go out all guns blaze and say, you know, drive a bad, vulnerable road users, good. Uh, it's all your fault. And this is what's going to happen to you if you don't do it to, right. Let's be more positive than that and, and prevent that happening. However, coming on to number five then, number five is to ensure as a fleet um, or as a fleet manager, transport manager, that you do investigate accidents and incidents in the correct manner, um, and really try to get the bottom to get to the bottom. If incidentally, the, the, the without sounding uh, like we're cutting corners here, the, the that video, that same video, I also use in uh, another course, which is accident investigation for managers, um, because it's great to see how what a different if there's a different approach between um you know the, the when we show it to drivers and when we show it to transport managers do they view that incident any differently um so accident investigation for me is, is a huge huge area where we've got an opportunity um as transport managers are busy people and we tend to look at accidents and incidents in terms of liability in terms of what your insurance company uh, has agreed to accept or deny liability for. And I think we need to look at accidents in a far wider round than that. It's not a, just about liability from a financial point of view. Um, you know, I think an, an insurance company has been insurance companies um, 
will tend to be pragmatic in terms of their liability approach. Uh, despite what, my, what people might think of insurance companies, I think it, co it comes to the pragmatic side of things. And, and just because somebody, ex uh, just because an insurance company accepts liability doesn't necessarily mean that the blame lies in, in there. There might be many causes of that accident or incident. It's just more pragmatic for the insurance company to accept liability or to go down the path of knock for knock kind of thing because it's just easier to, to work through. So as transport managers, don't just go for, uh, well, they've accepted liability, so their driver's to blame or, you know, they've said that we're not to blame, whatever, you know, that, that however that sort of uh, transpires. Um, and, and, and investigate the accident, not in terms of trying to apportion blame, but in, in order to learn lessons and try to prevent a reoccurrence, what we can do to prevent a reoccurrence. Um, we, we, again, it comes back to the, to, to the previous point I made there about messaging. We've got to start using different language in uh, the way we investigate accidents. And um, blame is a very, you know, it's a very subjective word, isn't it? So uh, try not to try, try not to go down that that path. Let's try to look at an accident from a slightly different perspective. What what what? Where did the system go wrong? Where did it all go uh, pear shaped that we've we've ended up in that uh, in that situation. So uh, thorough investigation of accidents. Try to you know move it in with that positive message and try to change language of accidents. As uh, so I say, not a sales pitch, but we do a really good uh, accident investigation for managers uh, course as well, um, which I which I really make a, a thing of of um, in that course. We really sort of emphasise that that messaging. Uh, okay, so wrap it up then with number six, because people say, oh, I'll give you the blooming podcast to do. And look, you've gone on for 24 minutes and, uh, you know, what? what uh, only wanted you to do a quick five minutes. So um, wrap it up then with number six, then in true half a dozen things fashion. Um, and it's, it's, it's rather sad to end it on this note, but also and i guess you could kind of work this into your policy really so we could we could top and tail this by sort of saying it's, it's, this would be a part of your policy um also have something um in your arsenal uh in your armory to deal with the worst case scenario so um you know get a phone call from your driver or from you know police officers, road policing union, sergeant, whatever. And, uh, you know, they tell you one of your vehicles is involved in a, in a very serious road traffic collision. Have a plan in place to deal with that. We all think we don't want it to happen. And if we've taken the steps one to five, then hopefully it won't happen because we try to prevent it happening. Um, but if it does happen, um, have a plan in place. Um, to deal with it have a have an have we've got to think of the you know as, as with our managers hats on uh we've got to think of uh, number one we've got to think of um our vehicle um and the impact what that's going to do you know is that vehicle going to be impounded what you know what's the situation with the vehicle the vehicle might be carrying goods uh you know at the end of the day somebody's going to be inconvenienced by not getting their goods on time or someone might have lost their life so we have to put that into perspective but we do have to think about that nonetheless. Um, think about now, I think the most important thing um, is support for the driver. Um, what kind of support is in place for the driver? Now, at, at this point in time, as I say, we're not going to start sort of trying to point fingers and, and that kind of thing. We've, we've got a person who didn't 
you know, whatever the circumstances, um, and it later might transpire that that person has to face criminal charges for their actions that day. So, but but at this point, we don't know, do we? we you know, innocent until proven guilty, uh, and we've got to give the support to that person. So, how would we deal with that? What are we going to do in terms of support for that particular driver? Get them back to their their base. Get get them back to their home. Um, you know, the, the, the last thing you really want to do with that driver is, even if the vehicle t- tr- transpires to be fine, is 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 the, is that driver in a fit and proper state to get back behind the wheel and drive? Um, I doubt it very much, to be fair. And if your driver, it, you know, gets back to base, how are we going to deal with it? Uh, what actions are we going to take? What, what are you going to do? Um, do we suspend that driver uh, on, on what grounds? Um, do we let that driver continue to drive? Or, you know, there's, there's, there's you know, no easy answer to this, but we need a plan and we need to have, uh, you know, something, we need to be thinking about how we're going to, how we're going to deal with that, uh, that scenario. Um, so, support your drivers and and the other thing is let them know you know that there is that support network in place um that you're not going to leave them at the side of the road you know on a curb or you know in handcuffs down the the the, the local nick um whatever the whatever the outcome whatever the outcome uh, at that point they are still your it's still your duty of care really as their employer employers to um to look after that driver's uh, situation uh, or to support that driver as best you as best you can so there we are then um that's my six and uh, that's vulnerable road users for me uh, as i say a very um a very massively important topic uh, as i said i've personally i've seen the impact that uh you know this can have on not only on the on the the victims uh, but uh, on the drivers as well and on it just it it destroys morale in in the whole you know sort of uh, operation for it takes a while to get to, well get, again I've no idea where this data come from or this information come from but I think so it has been suggested to me in the past that um, that two years is, is about right from a fatal road traffic collision involving one of your vehicles uh, to to it being you know you, you know the best one in the world yesterday's news so um, it, it, it will have that 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 effect on the business for that long so. You know, let's let's do what we can to prevent it. So identify your risks, uh, and then from that, uh, you'll be able to formulate a policy, a vulnerable road users policy. Um, training, but I'm always going to say that, and I training absolutely vital. Coming in at number three, um, although you could run this one to six, really, couldn't you? Uh, awareness for the drivers, um, awareness of vulnerable road users, the aware, awareness their legal, moral, and um, financial responsibilities that they that, that they carry around with them um massive who says it's an easy job you know it isn't um positive messaging try to change your messaging to a more positive um in, in a more in a more positive way and avoid those horror um movies um instant investigation really important because not it's not about pointing fingers not about blame that will come but but it's about trying to establish what what happened and as with most of these things, it's never just a single um, factor. There's, there's, there is always more than one. Even, even you know, I, I would argue that um, you know, root causes. There's always more than one root cause. If you, if you looked at it, um, investigate the accident properly. Try to learn lessons from it. Try to put 
you know, change policy, uh, change vehicle specify, whatever it takes to 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 prevent something like that happening again. Uh, and then, last but by no means least, support your drivers. Okay, so I'm going to wrap it up there. Thank you very much indeed, and thanks for Pete for giving me the uh, the, uh, the the keys to the uh, the machine that is half a dozen things for this episode. And I look forward to seeing you all on uh, the next one if he ever lets me noose on this again. Thank you very much indeed. I really hope you loved today's episode. And if you did, please make sure you subscribe and listen out for future episodes too. Please do share it across your social media channels. We hope to reach more and help more people. If you want to find out more about me, my name's Pete Rushmer. You'll find me across any social media channel and my business, Flagship Partners. And we're your partners in success across your business. Thank you. See you again soon.